Mr. President of RIDA, ladies and gentlemen, it is indeed a great pleasure for me to have been invited here in order to receive an award of Royal Institute of British Architects. I'm very much aware that this award, the Royal Gold Medal for Architecture, is the most prestigious in the world in the field of architecture. So it is a tremendous honor to have been chosen to receive it. I was born and grew up in the far eastern country, Japan, to be precise. This is, that is my country, and there I studied architecture. I have only just recently undertaken a few uh, projects in other countries. Apart from these, my work in architecture has been confined to Japan. This being the case, it came as a total surprise when I first heard that I had been selected to receive this award. I was even more astonished when I looked over the list of the past gold medalists since the Royal Gold Medal was instituted by Her Majesty Queen Victoria in 1848. For there I found the name of almost all the architects and architecture theoreticians who have been instrumental in making the history of world architecture since the 19th century. I myself have worked as an architect for a quarter of a century or so, and am now as it were, in mid-career, I do not feel that I have very much to show for all the, those years that sort of work worthy of the honor being accorded to me here today is something I have yet to accomplish. It is my sincere intention to continue to work towards this end and towards the development of architecture as a whole. Traditionally, in Japan, the occupation of architects in the Western sense of the word did not exist. Then, about a hundred years ago, Professor Josiah Konda came to Japan from England at the invitation of the Japanese government. He commenced the teaching of architecture along modern educational lines. Thus, the profession of architecture came into its own and the architect himself began to receive social recognition. Now, for more than 10 centuries, the Japanese had already modeled themselves on China, which they held to be the center of the Asian continent, culturally as well as geographically. But now, a new model, the West, emerged. This, naturally enough, rapidly brought on conflict. Since that time, for a hundred years, Architecture in Japan has been polarized between the Japanese mode, the tradition, and that of the West, modernization. It has swung back and forth from the pole to another at interval of perhaps 20 years. Once, about a quarter of a century ago, Mr. Kenzo Tange, my teacher, and also a lawyer gold medalist, achieve the unification of the two conflicting modes. But this unification very soon dissolved and the situation reverted to the old polarity. What I have been able to gain, if anything, from the historic rapid swinging from pole to pole is 
a viewpoint equidistant from either pole from which it is possible to carry out an impartial observation of both poles. We have the Acropolis as opposed to the Cartier Detached Palace. Sir Edward Ratchens as opposed to Le Corbusier. Uh, wooden hat to electronics. Robot to Marie Monroe. All these seemingly opposing factors, in, in fact, counterpoint one another. Thus, to me, they serve equally as resources upon which I am free to draw. As a consequence, with a viewpoint such as this for a basis, my architectural work is characterized uh, by critic a radical eclecticism. It might, in fact, even appear to show symptoms of dissociation or schizophrenic eclecticism. I believe, however, that characteristics of or symptoms of this kind are key factor for consideration in the study and development of architecture today. In the process of developing a conception such as this, I learned a great deal from a study of the way in which the culture of your country came to be created. England, an island country located on the periphery of the European continent, has consistently maintained a critical attitude towards continental culture. This gave rise to a certain state of tension between island and continent. Out of this, England may manage to create a unique culture of her own. In similar fashion, Japan is situated close to the edge of another great continent. With a considerable amount of fever, she had transformed the inflow of culture from the continent to suit her own purpose. I have been interested in the locational analogy between England and Japan. I wish to express my admiration for the way in which your country has fostered not only the creation of architects such as Inigo Jones, Nicholas Hawksmoor, and John Thorne, but also entirely different form of artistic expression such as William Empson's poetic theory of ambiguity, the pop culture of Beatles, or the strange artificial creation known as Max Hedron. <laughs> In fact, at this point, I feel compared to admit that I have been influenced to a great extent by cultural creation of this sort than by architecture as such. This influence has been very strong, so much so that without it, I could not have developed my present method in architecture. As things stand now, I consider that my development as an architect is still in its early stage. I want to go much further beyond this present stage. I have a long way to go. I may add that the award granted to me today encourages me immeasurably as I embark on a further journey into the future. With your Permission, I would now like to show you some slides of my works to give a better idea of what I'm trying to do. Mess, um, 1960s, um, we worked 
very much on concern on using high developed technologies. That time, I was one of the architects who worked on the large world fair of 1970 in Osaka. And that time, um, I worked on that kind of uh, very uh, large scale Festival Plaza uh, with uh, many electric elements and mechanisms and robots also. Uh, robots helping the, for the performance of the mass. But, but that time, um, I worked uh, to, to finish, uh, complete this kind of uh, large-scale project. But at the same time, there were all over the world uh, student movement. And I had sympathy to them, and uh, I had very difficult uh, position that time uh, because uh, the students protested to this uh, world fair. And at the end of the fair, uh, no, no, at the beginning, uh, that at the end of my work, that is the beginning uh, of inauguration day of the um, fair, I completely collapsed. And, and start, try to start just from the beginning, uh, from the blank paper. And that time, I mostly started to work only very simple form like square and circle and pyramid. And this is the museum of Gunma Prefecture, uh, which is finished middle of 70s. And this museum has, for this, I use only the large scale cubic frames. And those frames are, looks like on the lawn and covered uh, with aluminum, aluminum metal and panels, and also the surfaces are divided into just squares. And all the prey are using uh, large scale, smaller scale, uh, only the square. It makes more, uh, and I, through, I found much more uh, useful tool um, using those uh, geometric forms. And left side is the basic structure of this museum, and the right side is the supplemental element, which I inserted into the uh, neutral space of the cube. Main entrance for uh, there are some reflections from Japanese history, and, and, and also at the same time, uh, the massive uh, element of the uh, marble, which has uh, or the age has diverse perspective. And this is one of the first inauguration show on the left, and all the pieces from this, uh, this country, uh, Henry Moore. And uh, the right side is this one of the corner of the museum, uh, especially for the Japanese traditional tea ceremony, utensil. At the same time, uh, I started to use the circle. And so if developed from circle, we can easily to get the barrel world. And this is the Kitakyushu uh, Central Library and Historical Museum and Audiovisual Center Complex. And all the 
this structure is special roof structure is made by rain, uh, precast reinforced concrete and covered by copper. And inside, uh, you can see there are only three forms I could use uh, to to uh, to build old roofs. And same time, uh, same uh, city, the museum uh, of uh, museum of art, the basically square again used as in the in the form of two. And main parallel tube uh, the permanent collection and and other side is temporary uh, collections. And one of the entrance hall view and right side is the prince room, uh, prince looking room with the chair which I designed based on the form of uh, Marie Monroe. And later on, I tried to combine just two forms and cylinder cubes into one building. And it, this is Kamioka Town Hall. And one side, it, it looks like cube, and, uh, and other side, and double cylinders I used. And also, same time, this, uh, the different materials, um, I started to use like granite and aluminum panels and glass bulbs. And this is the other example which I use, a barrel board um, for the Fujimi Country Clubhouse. Also, all those buildings are all finished middle 70s. If you look at the right side drawings, and, and the barrel walls started from uh, top uh, left end, uh, end and it uh, ran uh, like a snake, and, uh, at, and, and I, at the end, I added one dot, and whole building shape makes a question for a question mark. And uh, this is maybe my uh, question why Japanese people like play golf so much. <laughs> this is main entrance view and other uh, from the field. And but uh, this kind of very strange forms uh, uh, works quite well as a uh, as a function. Uh, on, on the floor is splitted and but uh, the roof or uh, upper parts of the space are continuous. And sitting room and dining room on the upper floor. And very small museum just recently finished in Nishioka City near Osaka. And this is Okanoyama Graphic Art, Visual Art Museum. But actually, this museum is built only just for one artist, graphic artist. His name is Tadanori Yoko. And he's a, uh, the graphic artist of uh, same age to me. And uh, he started his career at uh, the beginning of 60. So my idea is to have galleries for each period uh, to connect with uh, some small anti-rooms. So like a, like a train is, go, um, is connected, 
Actually, this building just located just beside the train railway. So this is just uh, reflecting the idea of trains and going on. So maybe in the future, uh, if uh, this artist continues his works, maybe we can add behind of this building, uh, 90 gallery, um, I hope, more. And every, um, between those uh, gallery for one each decade, and I inserted small uh, anti-rooms, but uh, to symbolize his shift uh, to one style to another. And the pyramid is a kind of a meditation room because that period, this artist uh, had interest so much about occultic images, and he painted a uh, lot about the, uh, about the uh, very uh, strange occultic images. So I tried to set up the real pyramid power under this pyramid to test this very strange theory. But uh, nobody wanted to test that, so I didn't find it works well or not. But this is main entrance and gallery. So you can see some of his works. And this is the anteroom uh, between two galleries. And sometimes this artist uh, had an image of the paradise of tropical. So I just, for, to symbolize that, I planted uh, these palm trees. And the, uh, on the other side, uh, we have a small uh, studio. And also the, at the end, uh, this side is waiting the connect, uh, extension. And at the side of my work, uh, there's some related to Japanese, uh, Japanese tradition. But uh, this is a, uh, a museum installation, which I did for the American sculptor Isamu Noguchi, he's a half Japanese, half American, but uh, actually uh, working mostly in America. But uh, he had interest so very much about using uh, Japanese traditional technique of lampshade. And this is exhibition is mostly show, uh, try to show his whole works of lampshade. And I made all the installations using traditional Japanese elements, not really quoting, but uh, fragmentary I used. And some other, other works, is, uh, this is the very remote in the mountain uh, called Toga. And if you try to go this place from Tokyo by the ordinary way, by using train, it takes eight hours. It's very far away. But uh, mm, uh, and that area, there are many uh, old farmers' houses uh, left and almost going to ruin. And the one of the, one experimental theater group called Scott. And I think uh, this theater group uh, had performance in London sometimes ago, and. I was asked to renovate all house and those farmers' houses into small experimental theater. And 
that time, I just I added this, this small pavilion as an entrance on the left, and the stage on the right side, just use, uh, using all the structure of farmer's house, like as it was, and uh, I added very, very simple stage, like a Japanese North stage, North theater. And later on, I added some other uh, more uh, outdoor theater, uh, the facing to the pond. And besides of those very uh, rather formalistic uh, um, approach to the architecture, sometimes, most of the time, I try to use some much more developed technology for architecture. Um, this is. Uh, also, same same city in the same city, Kita Kyushu. This is uh, uh, exhibition hall. Uh, it's a kind of convention place, and the program is uh, to get a large space uh, with a 50 meter span wide and 200 meter long, uh, no no curb space. So for that, um, I use bridge structure technique. Hanging both from both sides uh, to get uh, the beam above uh, low, as low as possible. And also, this building located on the former pier, and there some metaphors related to all kinds of waters. I try to get some bridge images also same way, and uh, low mast maybe. Uh, for the sailing boat, and in the courtyard, I they filled up just real water, and this space inside, looking inside and also uh, through the pond. Some other idea using tech, um, showing technologies outside of the building is the. Nihon Electric Glass Company's uh, workers' facilities, like uh, uh, um, gymnasium and dining hall, and locker rooms and some small guest rooms. And these factories on the left, uh, you can see, uh, producing uh, glass blocks and very special material called uh, crystallized glass. And I Experimentally, I used those glasses for this building. So on the right side, you can see the, the those materials. Our next project is the very large-scale uh, sports complex in Barcelona. And this was a competition uh, entry project, which I uh, did. And at the result of the competition, I um, was asked to design one um, large-scale sports hall here uh, on the side of the old stadium. And for to get very large-scale space, no columns uh, space inside, I am introducing a special technique of construction, the uh, erection of this space and, and roofs. And all these roofs made with a space frame, but a fragmentary 
they are built on the ground and a feast, everything on the ground, and hinged each other, connected, and gradually it lifts up about 40 meters high from the, uh, from the ground, and finally it go up and creep together and stay on the stilt. And this building is just now under construction. And next, I show you the two uh, compassion boards I lost. This is a, a city hall extension of uh, Phoenix City in Arizona, um, in the United States. And the program is to extend uh, city hall and city offices also at the same time to develop uh, about 11 blocks connecting to there. And the left side is the idea of the main malls and, uh, of this city. Uh, the, at the end, there are state capital. But uh, the, my idea is, you know, this is a city which Frank Lloyd Wright has uh, his own uh, uh, Taliesin West. So it's, uh, you can easily imagine so this is a city in the desert. So my idea is the, to create a desert landscape inside this desert city. And so uh, for the using um, four blocks, um, I completely crawled uh, with the corridors and putting many and building according to the programs and named some concept like a city gate or the bridging on the street and city corridors like a surrounding uh, colonnade and city room is the main space inside and it's a large sculpture garden and city sanctuary in the center of the plaza. And those are the, all the all <coughs> entry uh, scheme. And also same time, I propose to use red sandstone. And I think that under this very strong sunshine, um, red sandstone is very, very uh, effective. And you can see later this example. And one more last comp uh, competition scheme is to for the Tokyo Metropolitan City Hall project. Just uh, uh, two months ago, it was announced. Um, this was the, uh, the program said they want two high-rise skyscrapers similar to the, uh, to the uh, surrounding. But I didn't follow this program. That's the, maybe the, the reason which I lost. But uh, why I did uh, make this kind of proposal is you know, to, uh, and, uh, this is a very large scale um, office complex with uh, 300,000 square meters. It, uh, it was for two high-rise skyscrapers and more. And, but and when I analyzed all the activity of this complex, I thought uh, the so-called high-rise uh, building 
it's not good for uh, for this kind of activity because the high-rise building has in its shape a kind of tree systems only. But uh, we have uh, the actual activity of the city uh, of this complex has much more complex uh, activity each other's con uh, communications and circulation so on. So I try to create some large-scale uh, grid or frames uh, in the air. In such a way, uh, there are, we, we can create many uh, different circulation systems, uh, vertically or horizontally, and every kind. And it, that kind of circulation system makes uh, office activities much more easier. And also, uh, other idea is to create much more large-scale uh, covered space inside of inside of the building because climate of Tokyo is not so beautiful like Los Angeles, so it's better to cover the space. And those are the drawings, and this uh, this moment, those drawings are shown at a 9H gallery in this town. And uh, the, the, the main lead, there are four, uh, two, uh, four, three blocks are given. And I used two blocks for the main office and one block for the, in the center. And I used for the uh, festival plaza. For this, we have uh, gantry cranes moving around and we can create temporary festival um, space. On the on on the plaza, so and up on the left you can see uh, the space inside. The whole building has three hundred meter long and eight eighty meter wide. So actually, the space inside three meter long and one meter one hundred meter high and thirty meter wide. And floor plan and showing the hanging garden inside the building. And some view inside of the space, inside the building. And longitude sections. And sphere on top is council chamber. And pyramid on, on the right side is uh, the sky, for the skylight, just facing directly to the north. And the uh, mass of the pole is for telecommunications all over Tokyo for emergency and all the daily life. And Next is the nightclub, which was mentioned already in New York, the Palladium. This is the renovation of the old theater, theater of 3,500 uh, seats. And those are the entrance, and the, I added just uh, um, leaving 
old uh, walls and ceilings mostly, and added a few elements. This is one of the elements which I added, the staircase. staircase. But all the staircase uh, uh, on, on the floor is uh, glass block and leads from, from beneath. That's below. And on the right side, you can see some frame, frame structures inside the old theater. Oh, sorry. So everywhere, there are very strong juxtapositions, old and new. And the ceiling is just, it was, and the structure just underneath, that is a new structure, which I added. And several parts we asked to the young artist uh, to decorate every part for special, to get such special atmospheres. And uh, for the st uh, dancing stage, we have all kinds of high, de highly developed technology, um, like, uh, and also at the same time the stage set. It, uh, it is like, um, mm, uh, old Brooklyn 1950s disco, uh, which is famous as a night, Saturday night fever. And also we have a very developed uh, computerized writing system called Valley Light and very large scale and backdrop by painter, young painter. And all the surfaces on the right side, you can see uh, also there are many different colors we can uh, control by computers. Or um, the, the, the best to get a feeling is uh, with music, but uh, I'm sorry, we don't have music now. The next one is the Tsukuba Center building which was fi uh, finished three years ago. This is the center of the new town, which Japanese government built. This is only one new town, I think, uh, after the war, which Japanese government built. But the problem uh, was that not many people want to move to there. Uh, but uh, actually, uh, many uh, government research centers and big universities are already settled. But uh, the problem is the, the facilities of the city. So at uh, that time, I was asked to design some, build some um, center of the town. And the idea is the, the basically there are lifted up uh, pedestrian walkways and uh, plaza levels also connected to these uh, pedestrian ways. And in the middle, I made sunken gardens. And that this time, I quoted directly from uh, the Michelangelo's Campidoglio in Rome. And, but uh, everything I reversed, uh, colors and positions same time. 
and one side is auditorium, other side is hotels and community facilities, and surrounded by shopping centers, shopping arcade. And this is the plaza, which is very in the form, it's related very to the Western, but actually in Japanese concept, the main subject of the garden is the ocean. So I try to get some uh, metaphor of ocean of this. Mm. Okay. And this is the main entrance hall uh, to the concert hall. Some parts I quoted, I used uh, all historical elements, and also at the same time, very much pure geometrical forms. On the upper part, are completely cube and triangle. Inside of the theater concert hall, and the entrance to the hotel. And all the walls uh, are used crystallized glass. <coughs> and some part of the entrance hall. And diamond. And banquet. And details. Garden and facade. And the, on the right side on top, that is a sculpture symbolizing Daphne. And here, I think there are many quoted elements from history and from other high-developed high technology, and also uh, same time traditional element like uh, raster tile and many traditional Japanese gardens. And this is a latest scheme which I just finished in Los Angeles, the Museum of Contemporary Art. And the program or location is very difficult because uh, you can see here that there are uh, many high-rise skyscrapers. And the given site is just in the middle, and let's say in, uh, in the bottom of valley of the high skys skyscraper. And also the condition is much worse, and underneath already three level of garage. So I'm, I had long process to adjust the gallery space for the, the garage structures. And the, but, but basically, the main Galleries are located on one floor, and 
main entrance is one level below the grade. So you, you can walk down to the main entrance and to circulate on both sides of the galleries. And to dividing the squares I use in a system of golden sections. And it makes uh, rooms uh, in some uh, Western proportion, uh, traditional proportion, and also there are a system of uh, uh, creating creating spiral movement. And two spiral movements uh, facing each other, it makes it uh, uh, came to. Uh, uh, came to know about uh, the same, similar to the old traditional oriental pattern of Yan Yin. So maybe I can say this whole uh, building is a kind of homage or bridging to idea of West and East. And, uh, and uh, and bridging together. And some uh, drawings and built forms. And for outside finishing, I used uh, red sandstone, which I found in India and quite fascinating material, especially under that, this kind of uh, uh, South California climate. And so I um, quarried there and fabricated in Japan and transported to uh, here, there. And also to get some con uh, contracts, contrast, we put some those aluminum panel painted uh, in green and pink stripes. This is a ticket booth area or the gateway. And you go down to the lower level, lower courtyard and to the entrance. And the, the gallery itself has a series of very not the similar type and very many different size proportions and at the same time condition of natural light is very uh, so different. And this is uh, the picture with the building not finished yet so I'm sorry I cannot say, see, show you the in, inside of the building much. The skylight of the pyramid and some details. The, for the clothing, I like to read very short paragraphs, which I wrote a, a couple years ago, which some parts Mr. Rogers uh, quoted. For the first 20 years of my career as a professional architect, I believe that architecture could only be accomplished by irony. It was not make the very gap. It was to make the very gap 
that would never be filled up, a springboard. It could combine even what was unreasonable. It could allude to treason. It made it possible to create architecture as criticism. It could admire the vulgar against the noble, the secure against the sacred, without shame. It could justify various vexations, such as political estrangement, the handicap of a foreigner coming from a remote region, minor culture, bad condition of economy, poor devices, non-orthodoxy, etc. Ruins, doomsdays, collapse, and death were spoken in nostalgia. It was an unfinished wish, a mourning for what was lost, Hiroshima Holocaust. To bridge over the gap, a wit, a sense of humor and paradox were adopted. It was a limited measure to let speak in an inorganic architectural language. It could also relieve an architect from falling into a trap which could make him anonymous. After 20 years of practical experience, I am now going to find a method to create architecture without irony. The architecture language which I have adopted up to the present will be continuously used, and some new ones will be developed in addition to the old. However, ruins, regardless of the pathetic sentiment of what were lost, will remain as they are according to the law of nature. Doomsday, not as a fear for what is coming or become the fact which can be actually seen. Death will also be loved, just like life. A wit to be as right as possible, a sense of humor evokes what would vanish. Paradox is used to make what is invisible visible, but not cynically, not desperately. To be dreaming of architecture as a pleasure machine. Thank you.